Hey, you fucks, this is a podcast for me, as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, K-Dog. Maybe I should have said hello, everybody. That's usually what I say, but uh, this time I wanted to go with you fucks. It's been a while. Had some uh, drama, so it took me a while to get back on the podcasting again, about a week off. The date is 11-25-2018, and I'm changing the format in this podcast. I'm going to do a thing in which... We're going to do some news, then I'll talk about myself, and then I'll talk about riffing stuff. And so maybe some car thoughts at the very end. I'm, I think I'm just going to shirk the car thoughts towards the end. So if, the, if you're new to this podcast, basically I just talk about the news, riff about it, and then I talk about myself now and give you a little insight on the, the man behind the curtain. And then I give some car thoughts because, you know, making podcasts it takes time. So every once in a while, I'll have an idea in my head, and I'll do it in the, the car. And I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And then maybe a little bit of a riffing. Or maybe riffing, then car thoughts. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. All right, cool. Without further ado, let's get some news done. Uh, NASA announces that they are going back to the moon and beyond. Well, I don't care about beyond. I care about the moon, though. It's going to be pretty cool uh, going to the moon again. I would like to see new high-definition pictures of, of the travel. I mean, you could track it in real time. This way, this <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it because they're trying to do something new. I don't know. It feels like it's in, in um, opposition to people who thought going to the moon was a hoax, which I'm a firm believer it wasn't. But them going to the moon this time around, there's no way you can fake it, man. People will train their telescopes to it. I mean, you have the whole world connected in that way. You couldn't fake it. You just can't. But I mean, man, but people could put their tinfoil hats and come up with shit. Who knows? But it's good that NASA's going to the moon. It's good every time we go out in space and we venture far. <clears throat> we come up with new technologies that way and things like that. You wouldn't have an MRI machine without space, let's just say, you know? And a bunch of other technologies. There's probably, you could Google it, shit that was made because of space. So, boom. And hopefully we could do it for cheaper. I don't know. But yeah, they're going to the moon. And they have a little video about it too. I'm okay with it. It would have been cool if they played that Enterprise song. Uh, I can't remember the song though. It was Enterprise, it was Star Trek. It's been a long time. Yeah, that's it. From getting from here to there, something, something. I would be remiss not to talk about the fires that are going on. Um, there was, you know, biggest fires ever, destroyed cities in California. There was like a fire that was so powerful that it would be like, it would spread, they said 80 football fields within a minute. And I was like, what the fuck? Can you imagine that? Here you are in your car, and you're trying to get away from it, and if it's spreading that fast, you're just enveloped in fire everywhere. Well, they contained that beast already, so they got fully contained. No more of that fire. People are like, it's global warming. It's it's the trees. It's the, uh, it's, it's the pollution of humans. Or it could just be a thing that just happens. I think it's just a thing that happens. Shit escalates, man. Fires happen, earthquakes happen. The shit has been happening for thousands of years and will happen for years after we're gone. At least 85 people killed in this uh, fire. That's pretty crazy. There's millions of people that were affected, but only 85 people died. It's not too bad. Um, it is fucked up, right, when people die. 
and that's the error in which we are, you know, and this time, 2018, November 25th, you can read a story about 85 people dying, and you won't be that sad, you know, but if you had a mother and she died, you'd be fucking rip-roaring sad, right? I wonder if there was a time in which when we were uh, in small tribes or something and someone died and not not related to you and you could just be sad about it, genuinely sad, like as if your mother died, you know. I know that nowadays most people, they don't bat an eye when they see that figure, you know, 85 people dead, 60 people dead, one person dead. So many people in the world, it's hard to feel empathy for people dying. You hear people say, yeah, man, it's fucked up. They died. I have a strong feeling that they don't really care. They're just saying those words to sound, you know, they don't want to be shamed, right? We sit, we put, we put on this facade, us humans, you know, where we say certain things but think a different thing, you know? We'll say, yeah, it sucks and that. But in reality, you don't really care. You don't. If you did, you'd be more broken up about it. Your whole day would be fucking shot, you know, that kind of thing. Because, like, okay, so if your mom died, you're not going to work. There's literally a thing you can, you bereavement pay, you know. You you can just not go to work and get paid for it because they understand the gravity of that. Now, when people die that you don't know, you don't have that, that ability. You don't have that. Say, say, 10, your mom dying. And zero, no one dying. Your feelings are probably about one and two. You know, oh, someone died, huh? Oh, oh, well, you know. But now, but then you get that whole virtue signaling. Oh, man, that's fucking, what a travesty and da-da-da-da. You don't, you don't really care. I could be wrong, but if you want to argue with me, I'm at the, at podcast for me on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can email me. I'm on Google, all that good stuff. Let's see here. Let's riff about this. <laughs> I thought this was funny. So while they were fighting fires in L.A., they found in a church, this is great, they found a, uh, <laughs> a hidden game room, you know, like a casino kind of thing. And the pastor's like, that's not mine. I didn't even know how it was there. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, I mean, when you see that kind of news, you want to be shocked. You're like, what the fuck? They had a, 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 a casino inside of a church? It's crazy, man. You... That's the best thing you can find in a church, you know, like a lot of church probably hides a lot of things, you know, rape dungeons and shit, you know, like who would have thought that's a word that you could put together, rape and dungeon, you know, that's probably a thing, you know, fucking priests, man, Catholic church, man, it's fucking nasty shit going on, and they found a gambling room, so, so be it, I like the lie though, not mine, <laughs> Let's see here. What's what's David say? He says the difference between paying, praying in a church and praying in a casino is when you pray in a casino, you really mean it. <laughs> wow, that's profound. <laughs> that's a fortune cookie. <laughs> praying. That's true, man. Yeah, if you're praying in a church, you know, you're like, eh. well, I don't know, man. Your fucking mother's dying. You're like praying. Oh, God, help me. You know, if you do believe in God, though, your God, God's not really going to help you. I mean, you got to think. I mean, if you die, you go with him, right? So what does he care if you live or die? You know, because he's infinity. You know, you when you die and you've been good, you know, you go with God. That's If, that, if you're into that religion, that's the, the perplexing thing to it. So, 
like if something happens to you that's shitty, you're like, oh well, fuck, you know, that's that's the way it's gonna go. It's not that God doesn't care. It's just that He knows at the end you're coming to Him and He's testing you. Can you imagine that? Here you are getting raped in some fucking rape dungeon by a Catholic priest because you're blind and mute or whatever. Google this shit. This happens all the time. And um, because you believe in God, you know, that's Jesus testing you, you know. So uh, hopefully you stay true and virtuous. And then when you die, you get to go with them. What the fuck was the point in that? (laughs) I mean, like, what the fuck? What lesson did you gain? I was talking to my dad the other day because we had Thanksgiving and everything. I was like, uh, I read, uh, I was telling him about this article. I read about a, um, that the way the the brain works, they found that um, it it exists in, uh, there's more dimensions to it, to the brain. So there's things you can see, you know, brain, gray matter, all that. And there's things you can't see because you can't see those other dimensions. It's not like you see the fourth dimension or anything or the fifth or the 18th dimension or whatever like that. You could see it through math. You're like, oh, one plus one is two, and then two squared, and then that, so on and so forth. And then you're just adding dimensions via by calculator. You know, with the uh, graphing calculator. So you can you can you can represent it through math, but it's hard to understand. You know, because we only have the three dimensions that we understand. You know, uh, height, width, length. Height, width, length. I don't know. Density. I don't fucking know three dimensions. Jesus Christ. Why you gotta listen to me? <laughs> Well, anyways, can you imagine that, imagine that though, that you, you exist in other parts of a dimension you cannot see? So who you are is bigger than what you see, you know, because we can only see certain things. You can't see like Bluetooth, but it exists. You can't see Wi-Fi. It's there. You can't see X-ray. That exists, you know. You, you can't see ultraviolet radiation, I, I don't think, you know, but it exists. So people are more than we, we can see so when you look at a person there's probably facets of that person that exist in other dimensions where you can't see that just blows my mind that might give you a thought i was i was riffing off of them and i was like you know i think that you know if you die you probably just shift into another part of the dimension kind of like a i don't know like a water balloon you know in a box and it kind of slides over into another box, you know. You just keep sliding into boxes, you know. Uh, that is not a good representation of what I was saying, but whatever. Fucking, I digress. Fire, pastor, all that. I went far with that one. Uh, oh, this asshole. So Bill Mayer, he um, he says. Uh, is back to say comic book culture is a dumb fucking culture. And fans getting upset proves his point. So Stan Lee died recently. You know, here's Stan Lee. He died recently, you know. And that guy created, you know, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all that good shit, right? And um, a lot of people were sad about that because, you know, you got these Marvel movies. They're pretty good, you know. And Bill Mayer, he's like that old guy. Yeah, who gives a fuck if that guy died, you know? <laughs> Look, talk about a- empathy, apathy, you know? He, he doesn't care. He goes, um, uh, he went and doubled down on his previous... So he was talking about how people are stupid because this guy dies and they're virtue signaling because they're showing pictures of him and Stan Lee. And he didn't apologize. He, he, uh, I guess he doubled down and said, 
But talk about making my point for me. Yeah, I don't know very much about Stan Lee, and it certainly wasn't a swipe at Stan Lee. That wasn't the way he liked him. He really liked him. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I'm fine. I'm the agnostic on Stan Lee, which means he doesn't care. I don't read comic books. I didn't read them when I was a child. You suck. What I was saying is a culture that thinks that comic books and comic book movies are profound meditations on the human condition is a dumb fucking culture. And for people to get mad at that just proves my point. Look, this is what I think. You know, it sucks that Stanley died, you know, and um, you know, it was going to happen, you know, and he leaves a legacy. That, that's just the way I see it. Bill Mayer thinks he made comic books and comic books are stupid and there's nothing to be gained from that. That is a foolish thing to say, but he's entitled to that opinion. I don't fucking give a shit, but... There is something in everything, through garbage, through anything, really. Like, uh, like you can talk to a homeless person, and they could be dumb as fuck. But they could probably have something profound there. There's lessons to be learned there. There's lessons to be learned everywhere. And if you're not looking for the lessons to be learned in everything, then you are a fool. And for him to say that, well, he's just an old guy. And he's just saying that. It, yeah. He has a very immature and childish way of saying things, and that was one. He's a comic, by the way. You know, I hated his movie Religious or whatever, and it was how he tried to debunk religion and such, which isn't a hard thing to do, I feel. But um, it was really badly made. There's a part where um, in that movie, segue here, here, not segue. I just want to stray off. There's a part if you ever watched Bill Maher's uh, Religious or whatever he spells it wrong. Uh, there's a part where Jesus comes up with, uh, Jesus, he goes to a church camp and there's an actor playing Jesus, right? And this guy explains his philosophy on Jesus. I can't remember what it was, but it was a very, a very sound argument. And, um, his rebuttal to the argument was, and man, it was like an inner monologue thing. He go, he goes, man, this Jesus really knew what he was saying. And he stumped me with this argument. But then I remembered God doesn't exist. And I was like, that's not we that's not a rebuttal. I mean, like I like when someone comes at me with a sound logical thing, you know? And if I can't if I can't disprove it, I just say I can't disprove it, but I don't believe that, you know? Or yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I have to rethink some things or something. But to just say something as offhand as yeah, I remember that I was right. That's just old people. And he did this this a long time ago. He's just an old guy, you know? I don't even think he's bitter, really. I don't really, I think people making a big deal out of this is it's terrible. People just get outraged over nothing. This guy is just an old man saying some shit, you know? And sometimes old people don't learn shit, you know? I'm not saying comics are the end-all, be-all, but there's something to learn there in something like that, as well as there's something to learn in Shakespeare and such, you know? And all you nerds, all pissed off about Bill Mayer. Don't give him a... It's like the boogeyman. Just ignore him. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, oh, there's a Red Band trailer for What Men Want. It's a, it's not a sequel though, but there's a movie back in the day, What Women Want, whatever, where Mel Gibson like gets the powers to listen to what, what uh, 
I had a little edit there. For some reason, my microphone stopped recording. I said some profound shit. Just think that I said some profound shit and believe it. Anyways, <clears throat> so um, what men want? Well, we're talking about Mel Gibson. He was able to, you know, hear women's thoughts. That's that's a, that's the whole premise of the movie and finding out that he's a douche or whatever. All right, so you've got this. Um, I guess the female version, of course, right? That's that's how our narrative is. We just gender flip things nowadays. Um, so it's what men want. And I thought the trailer was actually pretty amusing. I, I laughed several times. And I think that mo- movie might be great. But I was pretty angry at the whole concept of it. it, it uh, what men want, right? I mean, they're really not going to go there. Because I think men are deviants. <laughs> Maybe just me. I don't know. But what men think are intense things you know i don't know about women because i'm not a woman but as guys and when you talk to other guys you kind of get a vibe that there's something there i don't think <laughs> i don't think for a second they're gonna go into some dark territory however the trailer's pretty good i, I feel like i want to watch this movie there was this one funny part where this kid puts on um i guess this dad gets it on with a girl and she had a thong and this kid picks up the thong and puts it on her face, on his face, and he thinks it's like a mask. And he goes, I'm wearing your mask. Wakanda forever. <laughs> that, that was funny. Yeah. That, this, uh, the actress, Taraji Henson, uh, she's pretty good. Uh, I remember when I saw her in Hustle and Flow. Jesus. She good. She's just a good actress, man. Good thing. Good thing. I saw her in, a, I remember, a Person of Interest. That was a pretty good show. There we go. Uh, that was a big burp, huh? Tijuana declares humanitarian crisis and asks for UN for help with the migrant car- caravan. So there's a bunch of immigrants from Honduras and oh, uh, Guatemala and all that good stuff. And there's thousands of them, like over 5,000 to 10,000 people. And they traveled through Mexico, which is weird. Mexico just let that happen. <clears throat> all the way to America, and they got to the border. So people, they're just like, yeah. So there's five thousand people in Tijuana right now, just fucking chilling, and they got children with them and everything, and they want to jump into America, but they're doing the process that you're supposed to do, do the asylum thing. It it it's kind of a fucked up situation that they put themselves in. So. They're escaping their country. It's shitty. I get you. They go through Mexico, which is a big slam on Mexico. Like, Mexico's there, and they're like, hey, we do shit too, but you want to live here? Fuck you. That's that's what's happening right now. And they want to go to America, because life is better in America. It just is. For all those people who don't think that, I'm sorry. You can have water at any time. There's countries where you you can't find water. You know, you can eat food. I mean, literally, you could just beg, get a couple dollars, go to a 99 cent store and get food. There's always food here, you know. You just have to have the mind and the force, you know, fortitude to get it. You know, um, it's food is abundance here, too. You know, um, I don't know, man. This is the better life in America, I, I guess. You know, I mean, there's laws to protect you, you know, as a person. And um, anyway, so there's 5,000 people there, and... Uh, what the fuck are they going to eat in TJ? You know, it's not like they're going to get food. And, um, you know, you can only exhaust the resources of Tijuana, you know. Like, w- the goodness out of people's hearts over there. There's poor people there, too. The border town's pretty poor. Um, 
it's just a fuck situation, you know? And they're trying to get into America, and that's a process because there's other people trying to get into America as well before they got here. They can't just get, like, first privilege. They just decided, hey, if we just come back in a big group of, like, 5,000, that we could just go into America. That's not what's going to happen. So they're just fucking just infested that area with themselves. And I don't know, I don't know how to feel about that because on the one hand... America should never give up the whole giving people asylum. We should always try to take in the poor, the needy, and everything like that. You know, that it is a drain on our economy and everything, the first generation. But that second generation will be strong people, and you kind of want that. So it's more like investing, you know. I mean, you take away the, the politics. Really, what happens is you take an asylum person, and then the second generation becomes real good shit, you know, because they came from a from hard worker people and you know they bring they could bring their values to our people i mean you know once once you had it pretty good your values kind of decline you know think about all the rich people and shit like that do you think them fucking people have good values no i work with a lot of rich people and they 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 pretend to be good but reality they're not per se i mean it's like actions speak louder than words right now you can say you're good and then uh when when the time arrives to hand out a donation or something you do that yeah right? but the true merit of a person is doing things without being told or for virtue for virtue signaling or anything like that i mean it's like uh we got a guy man he he can't figure out how to eat lunch every day like he he can't. He always needs people to buy him lunch. and He's rich, by the way. He, he can make lunch. I mean, there's so many ways to crack a nut, you know. But for some reason, he's not like making people get him food and shit like that, you know. And then there's, there's people out there that like uh, – they just pass by the homeless people. They don't really give a shit about the homeless people. But that, that's most people though, right? Now, you take one of them immigrants, right, and – not that first generation, but that second generation, right? They're they're not gonna just walk past homeless people and shit because they were that person. So there's more of a propensity to you know hand hand out stuff. I just I don't have any basis in saying this, but I I just think that the more things you have, uh, the more empathetic you could be, you know, or apathetic, you know, like you don't care as much. Right, it's kind of hard. I don't know, man. It's cause you know what, I man. I could be wrong though, because I read somewhere like the more shit you have, the more you could think about bigger things, right? I, 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 I'm not rich, but in comparison to others, I am. If you think about, it. I got a podcast, I got, I got a laptop, I got a TV, I got a computer, I got a place to live. You know, I don't have a house, so I mean, I'm not there. You know, I don't have like two, three cars. You know, I have a car, and it's fucked up. You know, but that's pretty rich in comparison to the say these humani- these migrant workers. So because of where I'm at in my level, I can I think about things like this. I don't think these immigrant workers are thinking about shit like this. They're thinking about their own situation. You know, and I mean, when you're poor, that's really all you got to think about. But then again, I come from a poor background. You know, living on the streets and shit. You know single father didn't eat much and uh now i got stuff you know right you know and then i think about other people and things like that and i think maybe that's maybe that's 
Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I stand by what I say. I'm pretty confident that poor people, second generation, they're going to be more thoughtful and more empathetic. <laughs> That's a hard thing for me to do. Apathetic and empathetic. You shouldn't have put those two words so similar. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and but uh, like with 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 your generational rich people, right? They come from doctors and doctors and doctors, and they're all rich. And they all have things. They never had it bad, so they don't know how to have it good. You know. I remember one guy, he was pretty rich. He was talking about how he had it bad, you know, how to how to struggle for co- I, I said this in one of my earlier podcasts, how he struggled in college and things like that. His father was a doctor, you know, and it, he comes from a rich background. He didn't have to necessarily, like, do what he did to get there in college. I mean, if, if, it, if it didn't work, you had that buffer. There's people out there, they work their asses off, and if they fail, game fucking over, you know. It's different from, say, like right now, if my kid went to college and he failed, he'd have a home to come back to. Some people didn't have that. I didn't have that. If I failed, fuck no. My dad didn't have a home. He was homeless too. Shit. <laughs> it's like if I failed, it's going back to just, it's just all me, you know? So there's more, more gravitas to that, you know? Not to, not to negate somebody who thought they worked hard, but I mean, it's always worse, you know, there's always someone who has it worse than you, you know, and I think that gives you a perspective on things. Anyways, it's kind of a weird thing, so they need humanitarian help, these uh, these uh, immigrants, and it's, cra- it's a crazy political situation, so, you, so should America just let you come into America just because you came in a group of 5,000? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so, because if I was a bad guy, that's how, oh shit, we just have to get a bunch of terrorists? Let's, if we just come out 5,000 strong, good, done. I mean, fuck, you just, you just let them in. I don't know, man, but they got their families and shit. I mean, Obama doesn't have a dog in the fight, right? He He's already president eight years. He's won. He won life, right? He doesn't have to apply for any political office or anything. He has nothing to gain. And he's all like, hey, man, these people need help. I, I, I mean, when a guy smart like that who, you know, became president as long as he did and um, has nothing to gain. He's rich, dude. Obama's rich, dude. There's nothing, nothing in it for him to, like, be more richer. There's nothing. So he sticks his neck out there and says, hey, man, we got to help these people out. Man, that's gravity, dude. There's gravity to what he said. You know, it's not like if he was running for president or everything. He was trying to, like, I mean, dude, man, if Obama came to your house and you wanted to eat, like, dinner with you, you'd fucking be down for that, you know, as opposed to Trump. You'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, in parallels, you know, that. Obama. I really liked Obama, you know. I didn't agree with a lot of his political uh, goals and things like that. But um, I have to say, though, he was a good president. I liked him. I liked the guy. Well, I mean, all a president does is enforce things that are already happening and, um, you know, galvanizes the people in Congress and things like that. But he doesn't really have that much power, per se, you know. He's a glorified cheerleader, you know. But what's weird is when people are like, oh, you should do an executive order to do something. You should do this, this, and that. That's, that's, you don't want your president to do things, you know, just override people and just do – you don't want him to do that because that's a king. You don't want a king. 
You want a government, and that's what we have. We have Congress, Senate, Supreme Court, all that good shit, and they're all supposed to argue with stuff to come to the best resolution. But maybe that should be a, a thing we should discuss. Maybe we should have a king, and then he decides everything. <laughs> or should we have the government that we have and just make it work? I think our government isn't isn't the worst, but it's better than all the others, let's just say. You know. Anyways, yeah, what the fuck are we going to do about these immigrants? On another note, people, the people, Mexicans, hate these people. They do not like these, um, these immigrants at all. In fact, they're more like Trump in a way. They're like, Trump was right. I've seen that a couple times. Trump was right, they say. That's fucking crazy, right? The very fucking guy, you're like, fuck that guy. Now he's right just because, um... Some immigrants are there, you know. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, you're becoming what you hate. I don't know. So I don't know what the UN's gonna do. Feed these kids. You got fucking. It's pretty bad. It gets cold. I see a guy with a cell phone. The fuck. Thought you were an immigrant. Thought you get a cell phone. Shit. I don't know what we're gonna do. It's a weird time. Oh, Titans. All right. So. There's a show that came out on um, the DC network or whatever the fuck. And um, it's all the DC comic book stuff, you know, the movies, TV shows and stuff of that nature. And they got this one show called Titans, which is actually supposed to be Teen Titans. But I guess you can't relate to a teen, so you call it Titans, right? And um, I'm a big DC fan, so I've, I've noticed as I've gotten older, things that I like that gets turned into a movie or show or anything like that really disappoint me to the highest degree. And so there's this Titan show, and then I had a friend who was like, oh, yeah, this shit's good, man. You really got to check it out. And usually he knows what's up. So I'm like, fuck, it can't be. So I watched the first episode of this show. With extreme prejudice, dude. I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate you. And then the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this is really good. <laughs> I watched the whole entire thing. And I have to say, it is like the best TV show for DC that has ever come out. I thought Arrow was good when it came out. I thought Flash was good when it came out. I don't know. The debate's still out there because Flash started to suck, right? I like that first season, though. That's a tight season. Real good. If Titans can get you to cry, then you're good. If it could do that. Right now, it's super dark. Um, you got Robin, uh, who's Batman's sidekick. And he's fucking pissed. And he doesn't like Batman at all. Because he's a violent motherfucker. So he doesn't like what he's become. You know, he, he's addicted to fucking bad guys up, right? And he, so he becomes a detective. And once again, he's trying to do right, like, you know, do things by the law. And shit doesn't work. So he ends up fucking beating the shit out of people, breaking their limbs and such. And he's like, fuck Batman. You know, because Batman made him into that weapon. And then you got Starfire. Now, Starfire looks like prostitute. I really didn't like the actress that they brought in for I, I felt like she should have been like an orange person, like a like an Indian or a Brazilian or something like that, dude. That would have been tight. But Or like I've seen other black girls that look more like Starfire than her. However, however, going in, wanting to be prejudiced against the show, I have to say Starfire is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit if you uh, listen to my other podcasts i really rant about this bitch but no she's awesome 
She she's fucking cool, man, dude. And she she has versatility to her acting. Eh, there's one part where she screams I didn't like, but all in all, pretty badass. Um I don't like Raven, I don't like Titan, I don't like the the kid either. The beast boy. But they call him Gar. And anyways, I just wanted to tell you about, you know, Teen Titans and all that shit. Alright. Okay, so that's it for the news. You're like, what's the Teen Titans have to do with the news? It was just in there. Let's fucking let it happen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah, me section. I'll call this the me section. Me section. Section about me. So we had uh, some shit go down a week ago, two weeks ago, because that's why I didn't make a podcast. I'm not using it as excuses. I was in, you know, I was in an emotional place to do it. So my wife, she had, she's had this uh, blood clot for a while, and uh, for a couple months now, and she's taking these these meds that make you know like thin your blood, so you know the blood clot doesn't get to you. And uh, with that, coupled with her age, you know it makes one bleed more, right? And so if you have like a menstrual period, you know life isn't a great day. And it got to a point where she literally passed out. So I'm in a meeting, and uh, I get out of the meeting. I don't have my phone on me. I see that she fucking literally passed out like she's in the ER, and some shit went down, right? So I, so my kid gets – like this is all happening without me knowing. So my kid's with some random neighbor, and uh, my wife was like – passed out like trying to stay awake and running around and stuff because she's not all there right and uh just blood everywhere it was a it was a terrible terrible day and um yeah so i quickly went to the er because i was closest to the ER to make sure she's all right i'm in the er and uh this guy's walking me towards where where her room is at and i I go into one room and I see this lady who's smashed. All I know is she's all fucked up. I don't know what she looks like. And I see this lady all smashed up and bandaged all that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, Lord Jesus. And then the guy taps me on the shoulder and goes, the room over, not this room. I'm like, oh, shit. Didn't mean to say that so loud. <laughs> like, now I have practice with what I'm about to see. So I see my wife. She's not – she don't look too bad. She just hooked up to a bunch of shit, right? And she's all right. Everything worked out in the end. I had to get my kid and everything. So everything worked out. So it was like a, it was a real bad time in my life. And then immediately after, you know, <clears throat> so she, she's better. She's on the mend. And, uh, yeah, it's been rough ever since then. Had a, uh, had a birthday recently. I was going to do a birthday podcast, but I wasn't feeling it. If it, it was, my birthday was too close to an event like that. And, uh, I just it just sucked. <laughs> so it just sucked so bad. It was a terrible birthday, <laughs> and I've, I've been depressed. I was depressed about it for many many days. And then my birthday's close to Thanksgiving, so I had to fucking buck up for that. And I literally felt like I slept for like two days, you know, afterwards because so exhausted emotionally, physically, all that. And uh, did Black Friday. Um, didn't get much this time around. Got some shitty headphones. I thought I wanted. Uh, the headphones that go in your ear, you know, like Air- AirPods, they didn't work out too well. Uh, my wife's all right, my kid's all right, my kid's traumatized, but you know, he carpet, carpet, what was it, car compartmentalized. Uh, 
you know, so he's not, he's not really saying anything much about it. He's acting the same. I think he got that from me. Cause I can see some dark shit and just be like, uh, uh, well, I mean, that's, that's it for me, right? That's, that's my roof section on me section. Uh, everything's good though. You know, back to podcasting, staying strong. I got a friend who's doing podcasting, um, uh, McKinnis, give him a shout out. Uh, his podcast is called Something About Nothing. Let me see here. Let me let me give him mad props. <laughs> I was like, hey, subscribe to me. I'll subscribe to you. I don't know if he's going to do that, though. Eh. Eh. Let's see here. Eh. 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 McKinnis. McKin- Where the fuck are you? There you are. It is called Eh. All right. Solo podcast. Okay. Remembering to forget something about nothing. Jeez, that's a long name. I, I think I I think I said, hey man, you should change your name to something small. But his podcast setup is pretty badass. It's like um he's got microphones. I think he's got YouTube incorporated in it. I mean he took it to the next level. My shit's cheap as fuck. I got a laptop and a microphone. <laughs> and then I edit some shit. That's about it. Uh, good luck to him. You know, more podcasters out in the world. He does have good thoughts, though. I see him. He gets too alpha sometimes, but he's got some good shit going on. Go and give him a listen. Uh, again, that's remembering something about another. I don't know. Zach McKinnis. Look for him. He's on the iTunes now. Uh, there. Well, once again, is remembering to forget something about nothing. There you go. <laughs> that's a long name. Um, let's see here. What we got here? Let's go. Let's go into some riff section. Riff section. Section of riff. Section. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Struggle equals deeper bonds. So I write these little notes on my little uh, scribble paper, and uh, I I noticed something. I went. Uh, it was a birthday party I went to with uh, me and the guys and we're talking and shit and it turns out that i feel like men need like a community in that way like you should be able to like create a system in which you're constantly meeting up right within a month or so or something like that and it's i don't, I don't know what it is it's like maybe maybe it's a genetic thing where we were like once hunters and we missed that camaraderie or something like that and um I don't even know why. Looks, man. Somebody, somebody said that uh, struggle, struggle e- equals deeper bonds. So I feel like that guys in our society now aren't are are starting to not be allowed to to be themselves. There's this uh, term that they can't came up with. It was toxic masculinity in which you know men being alpha like yeah let's fuck this person up or let's fuck this lady uh you know that's bad and everything like that and uh punching each other you know beating each other up or making fun hey you're an asshole no you're an asshole and that's considered uh toxic right and i think i think that's that's killing our society in a way because the the deeper the struggle the deeper the more aggression i guess the more you're connected to that person i would say you know like fighting each other and shit like that you know like i I don't know 
and amongst men especially, you know, men, I think, like, I'm more closer to my friends that I curse with and talk shit to each other than I am with other, like, I have female friends. I don't talk shit to them as much. I don't say shit like, oh, you're an idiot or some shit like that. Your hair or you're fat. You know, I can make fun of my frat friend, dude friends, and it's all good. But female friends, you can't call them fat. That's like a no-no. That's a heavy, uh, don't do that. <laughs> and if you're doing it, stop. But um, it, but there is a deeper connection. If you think about it, if you truly think about it, if you're like talking to your friends, like talking shit to them, you're, you're closer with those people. But then there's other people you don't really talk shit to. You don't say as much. You can even say that you're friends, but not really, you know. And I think that's being lost in our society. You know, we're just stopping men from being men, thinking it is as a bad thing. You know, where are the good qualities of men getting together? I don't know. They're happier. <laughs> Isn't that good? Like happiness begats more happiness. I would think, right? Now I understand if guys are going around raping and killing, that would be bad, right? But I mean, talking shit to each other, just being mean to each other, I think is something that is needed. In, uh, in a guy society, you know. I wonder amongst women, is it the same? Like, the deeper the struggle. Like, if women together are talking shit to each other, do they form a closer bond? How do women form bonds? You know, I'm not really a, a woman and <laughs> who wants to get with another woman, but how do, how do women define each other? I don't, I don't seem... I see some of them say things like, bitch, you don't even know. But in reality, it just feels like they're just trying to act like dudes. And it's not real. Like, I don't know. Oh, shit, my dog. Sorry about that. I had to get to my dog. I guess the neighbors have, looks like a mutt of some sort or Doberman or German Shepherd or something like that. My dog really, my dog's young. It's about a year. And he really wants to play with that dog. And, um. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Well, so he's all whiny. I don't even know my train of thought. Men, women, I don't know. I don't know if women have to curse at each other. I think they have a different dynamic. It's the way our brains are shaped. And I think that's just, it just goes back to back in the day, you know, that kind of thing, where we were all hunters and gatherers. Men formed packs to, to hunt, and it was a thing in which where you would be aggressive with your friends, you know, because if they weren't doing the right things at the right time, you know, they won't, you wouldn't get food that day, you know. So you could suss out your uh, your hunting pack buddy because they're not reacting well to aggression, you know. And I guess that's in our genes, you know. And I don't know about women. Maybe they back in the day had to talk and no shit because they didn't want to die. So maybe they just have to talk. Uh, talk about their feelings i don't know i'm not that guy i just don't know i i i'm trying to think about it i, I have nothing i have nothing but i do think that there's no equality in that respect i don't think men and women think alike when it comes to making friends they just don't and it's i think it's confusing people especially guys when you keep telling them aggression is wrong or being a just doing the things you want to do or is wrong it should be honed it should be focused i think I don't think you should stop something. You should harness that energy, the energy of just being aggressive. You know, funnel it into something like martial arts, something like that. Oh, so I was listening to this uh, one podcast, and this guy was talking about uh, pay should scale with inflation. Now, he was talking about 
I think he was a doctor. He was talking about, and he, and the whole the way we have raises now in, in America is a weird thing, right? So you get a raise, it's always like two percent or something like that, and it never really changes. It just goes by a percentage of what you make, or maybe just a buck. But if inflation keeps going up, but yet your raises stay the same you know, a percentage of that, you are actually not getting a raise. You're actually going backwards, you know. So I think that we should create a system in which when you get a raise, it should, I don't know, work off of inflation. That way, when you get a raise, it actually means something as opposed to just getting a little bit of a bump. Because the line, if you if you look at a graph, the, the inflation level is going up, straight up, right? And your little bump is going not as high as that is, you know. I mean, if you really wanted to employ everybody in the world, you could—that's called slavery. You could just give them a buck and call it a day. They're employed. I think the the drum we should be bit, bat, pounding is raises with inflation. I think that's the reason why we have a lot of problems that we we have is we don't know how to define it. Just like a child. When a child has a problem, they're angry and shit, they're like, fucking I'm mad. And you're like, you try to like suss out why they're mad and try to identify what made them mad so that they can fix it. I'm going to have to name this podcast Dogcast because my dog is going fucking berserk to want to play with that other dog. And I can't just like, stick my dog out there because this is not an area for dogs to be playing and shit fucking dog will take off and then just gone be gone anyways i gotta finish this podcast shit jesus um scale pay yeah well with the kids you gotta you gotta help them identify why they're feeling the way they are and that's the only way you can fix it you know so like you know you're sad because you didn't eat enough food (laughs) or some shit like that and I think there's there's something to be learned there. If we just kind of identify the problems that we have in America, then we can kind of solve them. Right now, people are just, I don't know, maybe political issues, right? They just generically say shit. Hate speech, you know, what is that? Come on, man, that's too vague. Or unemployment, you know, like people have jobs, man. That's not really what the problem is. People aren't getting paid enough in the jobs that they're in. So I just think that if we just identify how to really help each other, I think we'd be set, you know. Just giving money just to a random cause doesn't really help, you know, in the long run. Let's say intensity to discuss simple inability to discuss simple facts. Who paid for buses okay so i had another thing to talk about it's regarding this whole immigrant thing you know there's an inability to discuss simple facts like so they got here somehow they were thousands of miles away but somehow they got here really quick they it's they had to have gotten on buses to do that so what makes this all weird and shit is you got you got the Republicans are like fuck those guys you know somebody paid for them to get here because they were, they came on buses you know who's paying for those buses to cause this fucking catastrophe because it is it's a political catastrophe you got all these fucking people here but you have no way to feed them you you don't know if you should let them in there's a lot of problems that didn't have to happen so 
the question was asked, who brought them here? Who paid for those buses? That's simple. But for some reason, no one wants to answer those questions. It seems too hard. Um, and that's what makes it kind of nefarious in a way. Like, if, if that's a thing, if, if someone's paying for them to get here, who is it and why? What are the motivations behind it? And no one wants to ask those questions. I'm asking those questions. Who paid for those buses? <laughs> who gave them the idea? You know, I guess I could research it and everything, but it's not on the mainstream media. You know, I read the news. I didn't see anything like that. I just hear people going back and forth about why they should be here, why they shouldn't be here. Uh, married to ideas. You know, and then, um, yeah, I guess people, when they argue about that shit, they get married to their ideas in, in the sense that, you had a thought and this is what it is and now it's the end all be all and so you can never really have a rational discussion when you when you create when you have a, a discussion about something and you are that something you know you're like immigration's wrong or immigration's right and no matter what thing you have to say about it plus minus pros cons all that it, it doesn't matter if you're just attached to it because no matter what you say won't work and that's just with all things. Most people don't want to have a discussion. They just want to argue. And when they argue, they're creating nothing. They're, both sides are just saying their points at each other without actually listening to each other or going argument. And it never really works, you know. And that's the life that we live in in this day and age. Patriarchy. I saw this thing about patriarchy in which, you know, you got your guy does this, girl does that, you know, and it's the way it is. And um, there's this one lady, she goes, it was really bad, and da-da-da-da, and look, women couldn't vote and things like that. And um, so with the patriarchy as it was, it gave birth to a lot of things like women's suffrage. You know, they're, they're able to vote and things like that. And um, pretty much every good thing that's ever happened, really. And so if your argument is, and I'm not for or against, I really don't care, but I just don't like flawed arguments when you say something like the art patriarchy is bad then what about all the good things that happened then what may so does that negate all the good things you know I, I see the bad things in it but does that negate all the good things and then without the patriarchy what has what good has come from it you know i mean like women can still vote though that's the thing and wh where are we going with it you know like women get to do things i don't i don't i don't see how a patriarchy or non-patriarchy what does it really matter and what are we talking about because it's not like people are being oppressed you mean you, like you got military say all government jobs there's no patriarchy there it's the way it is um you get paid the same amount as another person it's, it's communist in, in, in the truest sense yeah an e5 in the navy if you're boy or a girl it's gonna be paid e5 pay that's just the way it is there's no patriarchy there policemen too or women or firefighters they're all going to get paid the same so you take that equation out what are we talking about then everyone makes minimum wage you telling me there's a patriarchy there we only give raises to dudes now there's a system in place now when you start talking about those upper echelon jobs like chemists and things like that i think it gets kind of wonky there because there's no real because because it's not minimum wage right so it's a wage they dictate and at that point, it gets weird because how much money is a company willing to give? There's no system in place. Like a chemist makes X amount of dollars and a doctor has to make X amount of dollars. Even doctors, it doesn't make sense because there's no established doctors make this. Hmm. 
Would that be socialism if you established that, though? Is that a thing? If I say chemists can only make this amount and they're, they're t- the tiers, just like government, if that was a thing, that would, yeah, that would then be socialism, wouldn't it? But if you're arguing against the patriarchy and saying everything was bad, then what about all the good things? So it kind of negates your argument. So I just thought about that. Let's see here. And then, let's see here. That's a lot of riffing, huh? <laughs> okay, how about this one? Um, I was I was watching a YouTube video, right? And they were talking about uh, we're living in, in a prequel to Blade Runner. What does that mean, huh? Well, they discussed a, a multitude of things, right? Emotions, all that good stuff. And how when in the future, and this is a thing that's happening. Um, uh, people have always been trying to change their, their state of consciousness. Whether you're depressed, you're trying not to be depressed. When you're happy, well, you want to stay happy. If you're sad, you don't want to be sad, so you try to be happy. Max, come on, dude. How many times you got to just be like that? Max is a funny dog. He's, he's big and he jumps really high like a gazelle. Stop licking my feet. Stop. It's inappropriate. I didn't consent. He stopped. Now that is a virtuous dog. <laughs> Anyways, they were talking about, and they were talking about, um, how people are trying to change alter states, like how if you're happy, you know, stay happy. If you're sad, try to be happy again, things like that. And um, they, 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 how do I say this? There is technology out there to try to make you not what you are. I mean, drugs, for instance. You can just take a hit of cocaine and be all happy about shit, right? Or sad or depressed, I don't know. You got Zola for depression. You got... Uh, norco for pain you know and so on and so forth and if you fast forward the thought we're going to figure out how to cut off brain signals to certain things and how to i don't know inject serotonin and dopamine and epinephrine or all this all the good shit you know and how to decrease the bad shit you know things like that we're going to figure that out that's going to happen now this is a, a an old statement but true all because we can do something should we i mean in this riff section, I like to discuss that. You're talking about naturally, you don't want to be depressed, so you do, you take shit so you don't be depressed or something like that, rather than try to find out what's depressing you and stopping it. You know, and there's various ways of this. You know, there's there's you could be stoic about it, like this is the way it was, this is the way it is, nothing you can do about it. You work out and hopefully make your brain give you endorphins and things like that to, 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 to make you happy. You could be away from the depression that's – the thing that's making you depressed, you could take it away. So say you're depressed of your job, get a new job, that kind of thing. You know. So there's, there's, there's a lot of things you could do if you're depressed, right? But our goal is to just stop that thing. Now, these are emotions that exist for a reason, don't you think? Like, if you're depressed, shouldn't you address why you're depressed? You know, like, is it healthy to stop depression? If if you're being depressed, I get I get there's some instances where people are just naturally depressed. It's the way it is. But um, say you're an average person, you're depressed, your mom died, so you're depressed about that. Do you want to take that away? Isn't that like the reason you're depressed is because your mom died and then... 
you know, you just get over it. I'm just asking questions here. I don't know if it's healthy or not. I mean, if you're in pain, there's a reason you're in pain. It's because your arm is broken or whatever. So should you not just be in pain? I don't know. I know when I got my shoulder broke, I got Narcos, and those were great, and it took away the pain. It took my mind off the pain at least. But this whole direction that we're going in human history, if a group of people are depressed because of the way society is, rather than fix society, you would then just be pressing a button and not be depressed. So you're okay with the way society is. I mean, if we get to a point in which we start taking away the feelings that we have and replacing, you shouldn't be happy if you're in prison, right? You shouldn't be happy if you're in an abusive relationship. You shouldn't be happy if you're in a job where you get abused every day. You shouldn't. You should be sad. So that will galvanize you to do something else. I think what we should do as a society is come to an understanding of our emotions. And, and we should do that in school. So that when you grow up, you're a very sensible person. Understand the things of, I'm depressed because of this. And then as soon as I get past this i will be a better person for it as opposed to i press button and i'm happy you know i mean but like that's the way our science is given and i think there's a wisdom to be had there you know like if you think about it ah, i'm getting all comf comfy here if you think about it what why are you depressed and why are you sad if like um you get you stub your toe and you're sad about it you know there's a reason you're sad about it so should we should we take away those emotions just because we can with a button it's like unearned wisdom right and what does that make as a person it doesn't they make a i in my my, my heart and mind i'm thinking we're making weaker people and um i could be wrong i could be wrong but if you take away your ability to be sad when sad things happen, then why would you want to change said thing? So say America figures a way, right, and it could change your emotions. You're always happy about shit. And they start enslave. This is a tinfoil hat theory. They enslave everybody. You have to do the bidding of whatever person. But long, as, long, as long as you're happy, you're good, right? Why rise up? Why fight society in this respect? Go back to slavery. Go back to this. Go back to that. Everything that was changed in our society for the better was due to a group collective of sadness, madness, grieve, grieveness, nissness, this, that. I mean, if you take that ability away, then you could do whatever you want and get away with it because no one's going to rise up. And we're doing it now. We're really doing it now, if you think about it. I had this thought. When Facebook, and I, I talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, and Facebook, a post will say 65 people died you don't give a shit do you know why you don't give a shit you may say you do but reality look inside your heart you know you don't give a shit the reason why is because you're seeing it all the time and you know this remember that first time you had the best mac and cheese in the world and if you ate it every day do you think that would taste the same no it tastes like nothing Remember when Coca-Cola used to taste really good? I remember times when I drink Coca-Cola. I'm like, holy shit, this is so good. But I drank it so much, it doesn't. It tastes like water. And then I take a break for many, many years. And I'm like, god damn, this is really good. And then it goes back to, you know, 
I mean, just look in your life. There's a lot of instances where it was the best thing ever, but then you kept doing it, and then it wasn't the best thing ever. You know, like uh, like a movie. Going to watch a movie used to be a big deal. Now it's whatever, you know. But death has become that as well, without you even knowing it. It just happened. You get on Facebook. You read the news. The news does it too. I mean, it's not just social media. It's the news. You read the news. 100 people died. You don't care. Because you see it every day, you know. I, that's uh, probably why, you know, okay, check this shit out. You uh, read a news report about church raping kids, right? It's disgusting. It's wrong. But are you doing anything about it? No. No, you're not. You don't care that much. However, if you were a next-door neighbor with some dude raping the shit out of his kid, you, you would stop it. I would hope. I would hope you'd get up and do something. But like the news, the media are conditioning people to not have emotions anymore about bad shit. So, I mean, the future is now. I mean, we are getting more apathetic, you know, of, um, am I even using that word right? Apathy. Yeah, I think I am. You're getting apathetic to the world around you. Shit's bad. You don't care as much as long as it doesn't affect you. And this has been a training indoctrination thing since we had the media, you know, since we had news. You know, like the Hindenburg. When that shit went down, you could hear the guy say, oh, the humanity. And he, he sounded pretty distraught about it. You see explosions now about certain things. You're not fucking, you're not even moved. You don't even give a shit. And now we're coming up with ways of taking away emotions. We have it now in drug form, you know, Zoloft and things like that. But if you're depressed about something, shouldn't it be a thing in which you, you realize why you're depressed? I think as a society, and I, I was trying to allude to this earlier, is we need to start teaching one another about emotions and why we have them and what we do in its place. You know, like, oh, you're sad, let's do this, let's do that. You know, always forward. And so that way we don't get to a point where when they discuss, when they create a device and which I'm already on board. If I'm depressed, I press a button. I'm okay with it. Fuck. I mean, that. Why wouldn't you want that? You know. But I don't know. Doesn't that make us weaker as a people? Shit. If they they create a thing in which food doesn't have an effect on you, I'd be on board with right. I'd take ten. Shit. <laughs> So now you have the ability to eat whatever you want, you know, without feeling the um, the cons of that, right? And is that a good thing? Is you just eating whatever you want? Just think about it, man. Back in the day, you'd have a something yummy like a sandwich or a steak or something like that. And fast forward to eating the same things over and over and over, they don't taste as good. So you're always hunting for the next thing, you know. So it creates this uh, perpetual thing where you always want more. And um, shit, man. I mean, is that a good thing? Like, you're sad because of your job, you know, you won't be able to get a new job and things like that. I think I'm actually continuously repeating myself here. But I'm just thinking, all because we could do something, should we? That's a question I pose to you people out there in the ether. Should we be taking away emotions just because? I mean, that's a dangerous fucking thing, man. And if I was a government, that was a, if I was a nefarious bad guy ruling the government, fuck yes, 
I would introduce social media so people could get apathetic towards things. Oh yeah, I'm so sad. That's I, I think that's why everyone's we got this whole rage culture going on, where you're so mad about someone saying Stan Lee wasn't all that, and you get all fucking angry and shit. Somebody misuses a word, says the N word in a sentence, you fucking flip the fuck out, you know. Like that Papa John's guy. I mean, how is this ang- how is it you get so angry about this shit? He says in a in a phone conference, hey, we don't want to be racist like other places. You know, Colonel Sanders used to say, and he would he said the N-word, you know, and then you know, he, he used to say that all the time, and that's fucked up, and da-da-da-da. And then people got pissed because he used a fucking word. They got so mad at him that he used one word out of a sentence. And um, not even in the context of a, a malicious. He just used a word. And they fired that guy, you know? Or whatever they did to him. And he's a bit of a goof anyways. But, I mean, that's your rage. 65 people fucking died in California. No one bats an eye. A guy uses the N-word. Holy shit, the world fucking turns upside down. Joe Rogan once called a... He, he said that it's not right for a transgender woman beat up another woman you know because you got a guy who is actually on all of ted's purposes is dude he takes a couple hormones and he says he's a chick so he could beat the shit out of people he says that shit and he gets a lot of hate you know you're you're mad about a transgender dude beating the shit out of women women no you're not you're actually mad at a guy suggesting that that shouldn't be right just a suggestion and people get flipped the fuck out i mean you got like people dying of hunger and f- murder, rape, fucking churches raping people. And all we do is bitch about a guy's using words, sounds from his vocal cords, forming a word, and that, that, that equals rage. Let's get him fired. Fucking James Gunn tweets about fucking some jokes that he, that are terrible by the way about how he's going to do something to some some guy or some kid or some shit like that right he some jo- and he you apologized for it but we get all fucking mad about that shit meanwhile when you walked outside today you probably saw fucking two three homeless people fucking on the streets begging for food and you didn't give a shit you, the, the listener who just walked past a homeless person. But yeah, James Gunn says some shit 10 years ago on a fucking t- Twitter, and you go fucking in, insane with rage, you know? Let's get him fired. Disney fires him and everything. I, I'm just saying, man, there's, a, there's an energy to us, and we're just trying to limit that. And uh, our rage is just refunneled to, to stupid areas. Rather than getting mad about the 65 people who died in a fire and like, oh, how could we have saved them? Or how are these people dying? And this and that. And trying to solve real problems. We're bitching about things like this person said the bad word. And that's our society. And it's just growing. It's growing more apathetic. I mean, it's going to get to a point where we just press a button and... Um, yeah, we're all happy about the, the, the life that we live. We live in a cubicle. That'll be our new life. Living in a cubicle because we didn't fight for our rights to pay people at the same rate as inflation. You know, I mean, you got a corporation. Their goal is to make money. The less money you make, the more money they make. And that's just the way it is. And that's how it's always been. And if we don't get depressed and sad about it to fix the fucking problem, we never will fix the problem. You know? 
So be weary of a person offering you the, the catch-all happy pill or what have you, whatnot. You know, because they're just trying to limit your ability to fight. Because you ain't going to fight if you're in a good mood. You know? I hate to say it, though, but I would be the first to fucking be like, hey, man, a button to make me happy? Boom! I'd be pressing that shit all the time. I am a slave to that, you know. I'm not a, I'm not a rebel. I'm not a fighter. I just go with the flow. But I, I'm just urging everybody out there. Maybe I'll reach Nuba Nuba in Africa or some shit like that. Hey, look... If, if you keep not giving a shit about people dying on the news, think about it. Because if somebody died close to you, you'd be pretty sad. You shouldn't be in a place where uh, people are dying and you're okay with it, you know? And you can say, oh, I'm not okay with it. But, if I mean, if you had the, the power to stop it, I mean, that'd be something, right? All right. So let me end this uh, part of the podcast with uh, some car thoughts and... That's pretty much it, right? So I had some. I was listening to the Adam Carolla show, and I wanted to get this car thought out before it leaves my mind. And uh, he's he was talking about how well they were they they were talking about uh, what's her name? God damn it! I hate when I do that. She was in Barbed Wire, Palmer. Uh, it's cool. I just associated the movie and figured out the name. I should try that more often. Anyways, Pamela Anderson, she's like talking about she doesn't like this third wave feminist movement. And I guess what that means is, you know, uh, I, I actually should have Googled this, this whole Me Too movement. I guess she's considering that the third wave. And um, she said it got, it's gone too far, you know. And uh, I wonder two things about that why is anyone listening to Bar- uh, Pamela Anderson I get that and that's what Adam said as well but I was thinking that just now it just hit me like wow who gives a fuck like who is she what's she been in but anyways she, she's talking about how she, uh, she don't like it people are going too far false accusations all that yeah and uh, yeah I mean I could, I could see that point and it's kind of weird for her to make it but yeah you know the lady who uh dresses up in a bikini and runs on the beach that's all i, th- all I remember her, you know baywatch <laughs> and then um adam started talking about him and dr drew said we're talking about this whole harvey weinstein thing and how well it, it was based off a comment she made she said that you know back in my day you know, when you go into a business meeting and the guy has a robe on, you don't, you don't go in there, you know, you come back with somebody else or, um, you know, you go and get that job, meaning, you know, go fuck that guy to get that job, you know, either or, but the choice was yours because that's what what did happen. That's one of the many things that happened with Harvey Weinstein is the whole, uh, you know, like, uh, actress going in for a job interview or some job thing and, thinking this is a business meeting and the guy answers the door in a robe right so and then you know he did some shit like he said hey if you want this part we gotta fuck you know that's uh that's what he would do and that's why everyone hates his guts for doing that and i think he's wrong for doing that i truly do i don't i don't think uh i need to be on too far the opposite end to to defeat the liberal agenda there is no liberal agenda it's just that he 
he took advantage of a position that he's in. Now, uh, I believe uh, yeah, there are there are parts, you know, in which maybe you should use some common sense. You know, you're an adult. You didn't have to go in there. He has a bathrobe. What were you thinking? But at the same time, where's that? Doesn't that consider? Isn't that considered victim blaming? You know, you shouldn't have worn that. But you did go into the lair of a uh, fucking guy in a robe. I guess you could have said it didn't. You know, uh, how do I say? It? You know, you know, you don't know until you know. You could have been like, I didn't think this could happen to me. That kind of thing. That's all valid, I think. Right. So. Rather, I mean, no one's actually discussing these kinds of issues in, in length. It's automatically he's wrong, right? He's in a place of power, offered her a position for some sex. You know, obviously he's wrong. But I, I figured, I feel like that should have been more of a conversation than obviously he's wrong. And what, what, what was going on? So Adam started breaking down the person who would go into a room with like an overweight guy with a robe. You know, with a job interview, it was perfectly known that this is a job interview kind of thing. And you go to this guy's hotel room thinking it's a business meeting, and the guy's in a fucking bathrobe, and you're just by yourself. And I mean, they, he broke down the aspect of it. The person who goes into a room like that probably had issues with their parents and stuff like that, like you know, stepdad and everything like that, psychoanalyzing this uh, the victim. And I thought, oh, that's fucked up. You know, you're victim blaming. Then I thought, what's wrong with psychoanalyzing the victim? You know, like saying, what put you in this position to begin with? You know, you still had options. So you crossed that threshold. But like just to even question it, it equals a thing in which you're like, how dare you? You're victim blaming. Just even questioning it. But why can't we be a people of philosophy and try to understand certain things? What the guy did was fucked up. I agree, you know, and also, I mean, I, it sucks, but you gotta, you gotta say that, you know, she played a part as well, you know, and that's victim blaming. So I think I was like, this is what's stopping intellectual conversations is people labeling, <sighs> labeling aspects with some hardcore hellacious shit. You're not necessarily victim blaming when you're thinking about what's in the mind of a person who walks into a room. For business meeting and the guys in a fucking robe, you know, it's different for guys than girls, of course. But uh, well, unless Dave Bautista decides to interview me for a job and it's fucking game over, right? He answers in a bathrobe. The fuck am I gonna do to get Dave Bautista? You know, you just wait, you, you do whatever he wants, you know. <laughs> but that a situation like that doesn't really occur that much. It's mostly women that have to, you know, deal with that kind of bullshit. Because men actually do overpower women more times than not. And, uh, you know, unless you're an outlier. But I'm, I'm pretty sure a shark like that wouldn't invite prey that could beat his ass. You know, it'd be his bad day. If anything, they should teach. I don't feel like uh, they're teaching, not victims, but women or girls growing up that don't be in a position... Like that, don't put your don't put yourself in a place like this. Don't put yourself in a position. Which those are some old school values, if you think about it. You know, like you have to accept that life is rough and shit happens. the The goal is not to put yourself in that position, and also train for the inevitable. If you're in that position, you don't even know. 
And I don't think we're teaching that. We're instead we're going the opposite end, teaching people like men don't do this. And I think that too is good. But I think the conversation isn't going towards both sections. You know, like I think it'd be great and beneficial if we teach both ends. Of course, guys shouldn't do this. They should teach that. You know, just don't all because the girl wants it. Or comes in or says yes or something like that doesn't necessarily mean yes. You know, like I, I try to explain this to my kid, like when I'm teaching them, and it's it's hard to explain because even I don't understand the cons. I, I I understand bits and pieces of what I'm trying to get at. So, for instance, say his mom is tired, right? And but she's also you know a good mom. You can't just say, hey, mom, can you lift this up or lift something heavy or do something that'll tire her out. You don't want to ask her that. She'll do it even though it put stress on her. So I'm trying to teach him not to to, to perceive the room. Like, see, if the, if the person isn't really wanting to do something, don't ask him to do the said thing. But she did it anyways, he'll say. And I go, well, yes, because, you know, she values you and you know, there's a, there's a, there's a benefit to helping you, you know, and so she just sees the benefits, <clears throat> not the actual, uh, maybe I shouldn't do this, you know, and now these are extremes by the way, but I mean like say for instance, uh, Seth, my kid says, Hey mom, I want you to run a marathon, you know, <laughs> and she's, she doesn't want to run a marathon and she goes, fuck, you know, my kid asked me, so I should, because he'll, the benefits are he'll, he'll respect me more, blah, 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 blah. So she runs a marathon and breaks knees and won't ever be able to walk again, like, correctly or something like that. Say that happens. And it's a thing in which if he hadn't fucking asked that, that wouldn't have happened. So you had to, even though she, to her own disbenefit, she went and did it anyways. Now, it's, it's it feels like I'm grasping straws, but this is what philosophy is. You know, trying to discuss things and throwing it out and ideas and using allegory and using metaphors and shit like that and similes, you know. I, I am saying that when they saw the guy in the bathrobe, the female, it, she thought only of the benefits, not the other negative benefits. Like, you're going to go and fuck this dude, the slob of a man who's exerting his power over you. This is what's going to happen. But the benefits is you got a career. Now, if... And that's everyone's personal choice, I think, right? You should be adult enough to make your own things. You make your own ideas, about your own decisions. Right? I mean, I make a decision to drink... And I get hung over, you know, the benefits of being drunk at the time was great, you know, but after the fact, man, it fucking hurts, you know, headache, stomach ache, all that bullshit, because I drank way too much. And um, I'm an adult, I should be able to make those decisions, but I I shouldn't feel shame for it, per se, and in the sense that I, I was like, eh, I know I shouldn't, but I really wanted to enjoy my time, so I can, as a, an adult, weigh my my benefits, my decisions. And that's what's been robbed of people nowadays because, you know, you got a guy who did that, but the girl went in and did it. It's not like he raped her, you know? He did in a way, right? And that's what I think we should teach our uh, kids or, 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 or men, as it were, 
it, and women, of course, for other things, but I'm just saying, like, teaching a person to see the deeper truth, I think is a great thing. Yes, this person will do what I say, but no, they don't want to. That's what we should teach. I don't know how to conceptual. I'm, I'm too stupid to understand what I'm saying in the sense that I don't know how to label what I'm saying because anticipating needs, I don't know. But when I see if my friend's hungry and he has a sandwich and, I, and I'm like, I go, can I have half your sandwich? That will then like decrease the amount of food the person eats. I could have gone without eating. I'm good. I could... I don't have to ask because they're going to say, yeah, no matter what, but I don't want to put them in a disbeneficial place. You know, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to this. Like in, in, if we had taught this guy, right from growing up, it should have been, he, uh, he's in his fucking rope. He shouldn't have done that to begin with. You shouldn't answer your door with rope. Let's say in that position right there, as he opens the door and he's with his robe with the intent of fucking this lady for a role. Knowing that he's gonna get this, he's gonna get that putang because he's got that job. Say we put the knowledge of anticipating someone's needs by inviting her in for this fucking thing and telling her and giving her the proposition of fuck for a role. Maybe you don't <laughs> because you know that she's gonna say yeah, but she's gonna feel bad about it afterwards. Her career will be good. You know, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Asking something of that, you know. And maybe you should have anticipated that need, guy. What was I? Victim blaming. You know, like, so there's something in her head that allowed her to feel weak in that moment and um, do that. But then again, I mean, where, where's personal decision come into play? Where, when, do, when do adults get to make decisions, you know? That's the tricky part, right? You know, like sometimes, why can't? Why well, I guess if you feel shame afterwards, as opposed to feeling guilty, I think that's a different set of emotion. I get guilty and shame, you know. I, I don't feel like say if I drink a lot. Let me let me let me uh, riff through this. So if I drink a lot and I feel like shit the next day, I don't feel shame. That's why I do it again, huh? But if I fuck the dude for a role. And I felt shame. That's wrong. So, but I'm the one who said, let's do this, you know, because I'm the one who went for it. Uh, I feel shitty afterwards. I don't know. It's tough. But yeah, I I guess if you taught your uh, children how to anticipate someone's needs in the sense that, or, or not needs, I don't know how to even say what I'm saying when I'm saying it. How to anticipate saying this person will say yes, but it's not good for them, you know? Like if uh, this one girl who wants to do a three, that's a good one. So you're with your girlfriend, you want to spice it up, and you want to have a threesome. Well, you do. (laughs) And then so she gives you that. (laughs) But if she gives you that, it's going to fuck your relationship up most times than not. It's because now you're... You got you. You've uh, created a situation that's weird because she said yeah out of love, and you said let's do this. Then you fucked this other girl with her. Maybe later down the road you feel guilty that you fucked another girl, 
and then she feels kind of weird about it too because you fucked another girl and uh, maybe you spent a little bit more time with her than her. You know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But if you had not just accepted that fucking proposal, even though you wanted it, I think you would have been better for it in the, after the fact, you right? So the goal is never put yourself in that position. So in that situation where the girl says, yeah, sure, let's do a threesome, even though you know she doesn't want that. Because if she did, you would have been the one who said, let's do this, and she said yes. But if she comes back, like if you said, hey, I want to do a threesome, she says no, thinks about it, says yes. I mean, there you go. She didn't really want it. If it was the thing she wanted, she would have proposed it first or something like that. I don't know. But then again, you could do the same thing and then you could regret it afterwards. I don't know. There's a, that's a hard thing to teach, right? And here I am trying to think of how I would teach that. I just say, know the person you're with. If you think they could survive the relationship afterwards, then so be it. If you think that offering this girl a role and will she feel shame afterwards, if you feel like that's, a, that's, that's on the table, maybe you shouldn't do it. And there you go. That's your teachable moment. That's what we should teach guys. Girls, I don't know, man. Obviously, you should just know better. And But to, but to say that, it becomes a victim blaming. But why can't we just agree, yeah, let's uh, let's teach the women not to just jump into a fuck. I mean, you got to teach both, both sides. You know, you can't just say, let's just teach this one side and, and then call it a day. You got to teach both sides, right, to back it up. Kind of like herd, herd vaccine mentality, uh, the, the herd herd vaccine vaccination the herd gene i don't know the way vaccinations work is everybody gets vaccinated the some people that don't get vaccinated well this ah, ah. <laughs> all, right, all right let me throw this out this is how it works so everyone gets vaccinated only some people it works on but because everyone's vaccinated they all have that you know group you know, immunity, the herd immunity gene kind of thing, because there's more, less people getting the disease. Although maybe some people didn't take, that's less people to get it. If you had a disease and no one was vaccinated, more people have it, thus more people can get it. With anti, with vaccination, you know, you get a hundred people that are vaccinated, maybe two or three or 10 don't get it. Well, everyone else is vaccinated, so they're not gonna sit, get sick. The only people who are gonna get sick are the person where the vaccination didn't work. And that's okay, because that's less people. That's the goal. With vaccination, it's for the people, not the individual. The more people vaccinated, the better. So, in conclusion, when I, when I wanna make a parallel here, let me sip my water, fucking shit. All right, so in conclusion, here's my fucking analogy. If everybody, both men and women, are taught, hey, for dudes, hey, anticipate the needs, don't do this shit, don't fucking fuck some lady just so you give her something, like, hey, let's marry, I'll give you a good life. (laughs) And you get married, and then, like, she didn't want to get married to you, but she has a good life, and now she resents you, all that bullshit. Just men anticipate the fucking other half, you know, to say... Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's not going to like this, but she will say yes, I won't I won't ask. So I don't put her in that position. And girls, just know that if you see a guy in a robe and she, he opens the door and it's a business meeting, don't go in there. Now you got two parts. So the vaccination is teaching both parties. So, <clears throat> so you would lessen the amount because this shit's going to happen. That's just the way it is. You know, sometimes things are going to happen. 
is that you can't stop. What you can do is put yourself in a position, like in a stronger position. Like, fuck, like, you don't want to get in a fight, but if you knew how to fight and you did get in a fight, at least you had a better position. You don't want to get fucking, like, not raped, but, you know, like, coerced into fucking. Don't put yourself in that position. As well as, don't be the guy who does that. So I think that what happened here is, with the third wave feminism, as it were, the hashtag me too, is that there was a division between men and women in a weird way. Because guys know this is bad. And we don't acknowledge it. We acknowledge it in the sense that, like, murder's wrong. Obviously it's wrong. But we, but now, now we're going to have crusades about how we shouldn't murder people. What sense does that make? And that's why it gets muddied. Because now people are like, well, what about this and what about that? And, and it becomes weird. Obviously raping somebody is wrong. And I don't know why we need to have a conversation about it. We should just teach men how to be men and not rape. You know, if anything, and but like not rape, but like not do that. You know, I guess it is. Then don't rape, obviously. So it's something you don't think you need to teach, but it is. Don't exert your will onto another. That's what you're doing. You're exerting your will, and that's really what it's all about, right? It's not about rape. This guy probably only gets off if he does this. It's stuck in his brain the way he is. He wants to exert his will onto another being. And that's what it is. Hey, you get this job, you can fuck. And that makes me hot, hard as fuck. That's what's going on. And that's what you got to teach people. Not to exert their will. I mean, women can do it too. They can like ask you to do something that you don't want to do. And you weigh the benefits like, hey, I want to go to a ballet recital. You know, damn well that guy doesn't want to go to a ballet recital. But, you know, the guy loves you. So he's like... Fuck. All right, let's go. And he's not going to have a good time. He goes. And does he feel shame afterwards? Maybe. Who knows? But he didn't want to do that. She hadn't just fucking asked a question. She should have known better. But that's just... We're, talk, we're talking rape, though. So it's not like... Or, or exerting a will, you know? If we just teach people to do that less... And do more for others... Than yourself, you know? That's some old teaching shit. And that's really what we should all strive to do. I always thought about it as rubbing each other's backs, right? Rubbing your own back doesn't feel great. But rubbing someone else's back, they feel great. So, in turn, if they rubbed your back, you'd feel good too. And if the world was like that, understanding that simple concept, massaging others is the best, you know? Rubbing each other's backs is the best. Not rubbing yourself. So every time... You fucking go and do something like, for your own benefit, you're rubbing your own back, you know? You just can't see it right then and there, because you're seeing all the other benefits to it. But doesn't it feel better if someone just gave you what you wanted, as opposed to you taking what you wanted? Not for everybody. But But, I mean, that's all a teachable moment. And it gets weird because you can't have a straight conversation about it because they think you're like, you go, well, what, what did she, why did she do that? Why did she go in that room? She should have known better and da 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 da. Well, obviously, but you're victim blaming. And then you put those words together and it seems weird. 
And now you can't have an honest to God conversation. You can't say, why was she vaccinated with the knowledge of not going into a dude's room when he has a bathrobe? It would have prevented that situation. It's obvious that the guy shouldn't have done that. It's also obvious not to do that either. But, I mean, both both parties should have known better. If one party would have known better, we wouldn't have had that situation. If both parties knew or half the parties knew, and for that particular situation, that would work. Like, don't murder. Like, if two people understood, don't go into that dark hallway to murder somebody and don't go into that dark hallway to get murdered if both parties understand that there's no murder if one party understands it there's still no murder there's only one instance there's murder both parties not knowing i think i i think i pushed my point as i hear my own thoughts as i have said them yeah 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 i think i've explained it oh i forgot my watch man let me pull the curtain back a little, guys. As a medical assistant, having a watch is everything. <laughs> or an x-ray tech. It's everything, man. You, you keep your time. You can take someone's pulse with it. You know, listen to their pulse for 15 seconds. Multiply by, you know, six. <laughs> or, you know, 30 and then multiply by two. I don't have that power now. And my watch does so many cool things as well. It's like texting my heart rate, you know, and that's good to record. Make sure I'm on level, you know. I don't know why I, 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 I uh, went off. Because I finished the thought, honestly. I really did finish the thought. I <laughs> Trey, Let me summarize. Everybody should learn how to do what they should do. You know, anticipate someone's needs. Anticipate, help each other. Don't abuse each other. I mean, yeah, that's something we should just teach. I don't. I really do think in school, all our all our classes and everything else for the first like maybe four or five years, to just, just to, as a society, we should really want to push things that will help our society. I don't think rapist guy knowing math is gonna help. But now, if he for four or five years learned how to not push his will onto others, it would have bled into others. That's what we should do is bake down all these fucked up things that we do into simple concepts on what started it and teach our society not to do that. So for instance, he wanted to exert his will on her. I know he wanted to fuck and he probably thought that's what he was doing, but he is rich. He can fuck at any time. You know, With that much money, shit. I mean, if you haven't figured it out, I mean, kill yourself. With that much money, you can figure out how to fuck. I mean, this shit's easy. I mean, poor people do it all the time. So I can only imagine rich guy having more resources. Anyways, he was exerting his will. That's what it was. It wasn't just the fuck. It was putting his will on her. He wanted her to be in a position where she needs to fuck him to get a job. That's That made him fucking hard as fuck. But he, all, it boils down to wanting to push his will on somebody. Now, if he would be taught early in life, you know, for kindergarten up, because parents aren't teaching it all. You want, like I said, like vaccination. Parents should teach it, and so should the schools. So everybody is on the same page. You're getting bombarded with the idea of not pushing your will on others, and helping others is good. I don't know why we don't teach this. They, we, me, we in America are dumb. We're like thinking, yeah, we can teach everything. No, not really. 
No, 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 it's not working. Teaching everything isn't working. We'll teach math and we'll teach not, you know, exerting our will on others. It should just be a series of tests of saying, hey, it, it feels good to give somebody something. And then boom, it doesn't feel good when you, you know, put someone in a position so they can give you something. That's manipulative. You want to start, start teaching that. Like, I, well, my kid, I do teach him things like this. For instance, he'll say, uh, hey, dad, do you, I don't like candy. I'm just, that's a guy, that's me. That's weird. That's what I like meat. I like food. I don't like candy. I'm not a big dessert guy except for milkshakes every now and then. But he'll go, can I have, you know, instead of asking for cookies outright, he'll say, could, do you want a cookie? And then uh, he'll say that because if I say, yeah, well, you're having a cookie. Can I have a cookie? And that's, I get what he's doing. And I point it out. I, I manipulate. I don't like him growing up to, with the idea of manipulating another person. And I mean, if you're hearing this now in the future, Seth, I try to teach you this. So if you end up finding yourself manipulating somebody in the future, uh, stop. It's not good. I, I, t I teach him, hey, Seth, if you want a cookie, just ask for it. He, he'll say, but you'll say no, because it's like late at night. I don't let him have sugar at the end of the day. You know, I, I go, um, just accept the reality of what's going to happen. If you know that I'm going to say no to the cookie idea of giving you a cookie, then don't ask. But if you feel compelled to ask, ask and still get the no. Maybe you'll get a yes every now and then, but at least ask. But don't ask me for a cookie, I who am not eating cookies, just so you can ask for a cookie as well. Because that's not what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. You know I don't want any cookies. And if I want a cookie, I can get a cookie because I'm an adult. You're not. So just ask. It's a hard concept because he's, he's always doing that. He's always like, hey, do you want a Twizzler? I don't, I hate, I hate candy. And more than, more than that, I hate Twizzlers. You don't ever see me eating Twizzlers. And, I, I mean, he's like eight now, so it's like, he, I understand he doesn't observe things, but I want to have, it's a teaching moment. I think everything I do with my kid is a teaching moment. That's how I think. And it's weird. Sometimes I, I don't know how to let up. That's why I have a wife. Sometimes I know I went too far in the sense, like, I could have just let him have this one thing, you know? Because I'm always a no kind of guy. I'm very no, 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 no. You know, I, I, I give in every now and then so my no's have validity. He just says no. I don't want him to always think that. But I, every now and then, but most times I'm going to say no. I'm very stern about that. And I try to be. But I don't like it when he asks for like a cookie when in reality he wants a cookie. And that's why he's asking. And I think that's manipulative. And I don't want him to grow I, I, I in that way. I could just see that growing, you know. If I do this to this person, this person will then give me more of a chance of getting this. I don't, you know, maybe, fuck, in this kind of world, maybe that is what you should be, manipulative. I don't know. I, I, I in my core, my gut, I think it's wrong. So therefore, I, I have to teach, teach not to do that, you know? I, uh, sometimes you gotta go with your gut, you know? You gotta, you know, hey, I know this is wrong, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You know, so I'll teach teach not to do this. But at the same time, now I'm now riffing about teaching my son. I don't know if um, 
um, teaching them right, right? Maybe in this world you need to be manipulative. It is true. If you work hard, most times than not, you can get punished for working hard, meaning you don't get all the benefits. You know, people will use you more. I don't know. I don't know. If he's listening to my podcast years from now and he's thinking things, I would wonder if it's like a... That's what being adult is, right? You know, like knowing when to work, when not to. But yeah, being manipulative, uh, yeah, I don't think it's good. And I'll teach him not to do that. Yeah, that's it for uh, car thoughts. Let's uh, let's uh, let's sum it all up here. Let's bring it all back here. Don't be an asshole. Fucking offer some girl some shit, just so you can do some things. Cause, I mean. You may be getting what you want, but that's not what you need. Satisfaction. It's a Rolling Stone song, we think. And also, don't be manipulative. You know, don't don't be that person. Well, if I do this, they're gonna say this. That too is wrong. Why am I saying that? Like I, who knows anything, I'm pretty sure I'm right. But what is right and wrong? Uh, well, you know. Well, you know, like, that just sounds weird, right? Rape is obviously wrong, right? You know? Some things are crude, like, our foundations in our in our uh, society, or in, in, a, in general. You know, like, don't rape, don't murder. That's obviously bad. Do more for others than yourself. That's, that's a good thing. Those are strong things. Now, whether murder is wrong, let's think. This guy raped this kid. Should he die? Yes. I only say that because we don't have the technology or the know-how to fix this guy. And you just you just gotta break it down to math. Him staying alive versus the time it takes to, to fix this thing inside of him that raped, it won't happen. So we keep killing. Until that fucking technology exists, we should just murder these fucking people. Because once they cross that fucking line, there's no going back. They're gonna always think about it. That's human nature. I don't know why we haven't figured that shit out yet. You know? Not like stealing, that's, that's bad, you know, and fucking doing things like, I don't know, stealing's pretty bad, but not for murder. But rape should be an automatic death sentence, because what the fuck? I don't know why we haven't come to that conclusion yet. I know in the future, we're going to come to the conclusion that what we do isn't what we want to do because we want to do it. It's because of other factors that that can't, that can't just jumped into our genome, you know? It's like, I know in the future it'll be... You didn't kill that person because you wanted to kill that person. You had not good education. You didn't have good food. You didn't have good parenting. So that equated to this. And this pill will fix you. Or this beam of energy will fix you. You know? Like, it'll be a thing in which they'll say, Ah, oh, man, they, they threw all those people in prison. How could they? How could they throw those people in prison? You don't throw... Like, so if I'm mentally insane and I kill somebody, they don't throw me in prison. They put me in a mental institute. And then I could be cured of that. And then I can go free of that murder because they understand it was my insanity that caused it. And back in the day, we would just kill these crazy people. I don't think we... Well, and so I, I, I would think that we with our science would understand what we did at the time, although wrong, was what we had to do because that's what we know. So right and wrong is subjective, you know, according to time, you know, like 
killing witches is bad, right? Because there's no such thing as witches. But at the time, that's all they fucking knew. So they just thought, you know, let's kill the witches. <laughs> and we're like, that's fucked up, right? But at that time, man, people were eating weird mushrooms and shit, going crazy, casting spells and shit. And, they, you know, they weren't really, like, all there. So you can, I mean, I understand why they did what they did back then. So hopefully in the future they understand what we do that back then. Like, I always liken it to time in the sense that, you know, yes, I wish I knew the right and wrong way, but we didn't have the time at the time. So we had to make the decision that we had to make because if we're infinite, yeah, I guess we have time to figure it out, but we're not. We have short lives. We got to figure shit out. So therefore... We got to do what we got to do when we do it. All right. Now, that's it for my car thoughts. Shit. Uh, straight off too much. But it was worth it. All right. That's the end all be all of my car thoughts. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, totally subscribe on iTunes or, you know, get on that uh, Twitter. You can hit me up on the at podcast for me, you know, say what's up. Also known as K-Dog, K-D. W-A-G and all that. And as always, at the end of the podcast, I always want to say uh, something about always be the better person than you were yesterday. You know, uh, be that tomorrow person today. When you Who's a tomorrow person? You know, tomorrow person. Like, hey, I'm going to work out tomorrow. Or, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go be nice to my kid tomorrow. Or, I am going to give a shit about something tomorrow. That, that person, be that person today, you know, because whoever the fuck that tomorrow person is pretty awesome. I think you would want to be awesome as well. So as always, stay frosty.